Amen. You can have a seat. Welcome again. If you're just walking in, my name is Daniel. I'm one of the pastors here, and I'm really, really glad that you're with us. And if you just walked in, you maybe missed a moment of silence that I gave at the beginning of the service uh, to reflect a little bit on what's been happening uh, the past few days and uh, this past week in Charlottesville, Virginia. And uh, if you've been reading, watching, uh, I know that there are ranging emotions in here this morning. Ranging emotions in light of what's been happening uh, in Charlottesville. Uh, if you don't know, let me just tell you, the, the alt-right white supremacy group uh, marched in Charlottesville chanting. Uh, the, they gathered on Friday night chanting, you cannot replace us because of the Confederate statue of Robert E. Lee's being removed there in Charlottesville. They were chanting blood and soil, hundreds lit, lit torches walking on the campus, and then yesterday was the rally uh, there in Charlottesville, and three dead, many, many injured. And I have to be really honest uh, with y'all this morning. Uh, I feel very vulnerable for what I'm about to say. Not because I fear what many of you who are white might say about me, though I do probably care way too often what everybody thinks about me. Uh, but I think my vulnerability is wanting this morning to give a voice to and for minorities. And I realize I'm a white man who will in many ways never fully understand, understand the sin of racism. But I've been deeply angry and saddened watching all that is happening. Uh, I was texting with a few of my black friends yesterday asking how they were processing Charlottesville. And there was a common refrain in their text. What's new? What's new? And I have been and continue to learn more and more that that is a statement of living with the realities of Charlottesville every day for many people. And not just seeing it on TV. And that's the piece I'll never understand because I do not experience it. I heard someone pose this question. What, if, what do you think would happen if hundreds of African Americans showed up in Charlottesville with torches lit, chanting, and rallying? How do you think our society would respond to that? Racism in the hearts of individuals, racism in any societal system is sin. It breaks the heart of God. I have been undone in ways this week. There's been something deeper going on in me, and I've had a hard time articulating it. And then it hit me last night. I was processing with a pastor friend, and it hit me. It, it's the hate. The hate. Let me explain that. I, I mean, I'm looking at these images and hearing the chants, and, I, and I'm wondering, how can people hate so deeply? How could people dehumanize others so greatly? Right? The hate is clear. It's evident. But here's the thing, as a white man, I have benefited from this hate. I have. I've read many things over the past week that have struck me from all kind of articles. As I've looked and seen the vitriol in faces and in phrases and in actions in Charlottesville, one thing stuck out to me, it stuck out to me that I want to read, and this is what was said, quote, these aren't are not simply hateful, misguided, racist individuals. They are judges, educators, policemen, bosses, 
church members, clergy, soldiers, small business owners, bankers, mayors, home appraisers, loan officers, PTA members, they always have been. They're serving on town councils, juries, school boards, deacon boards, they always have been. They are determining school districts, city and town zoning, how money for infrastructure is spent, which public libraries or pools get renovated, which get left behind, they always have been. Failing to acknowledge this is failing to face the true depths of America's moral and racial problem. A white man from the deep south, Columbus, Georgia. And I've been learning about racism uh, in many ways for the past 10 plus years in depth, studying, listening, reading. I have been repenting and still repenting of the racism in my own heart. And I think deep down I have thought myself better than groups like this alt-right group because I'm seeking to repent and own my racism. But the thing that's hitting me deeply is that though this white supremacy group may be a small group of people, for all of us here that do not experience racial oppression, we are part of this system in one way or another. Whether it's our own racism, our own silence, or our own benefiting. As a majority of culture people, we can dance around parts of racism. But if we are part of the majority culture, we have benefited from a history of racism that has created the systems that we live in. Racism and systemic racism is heinous. And to call racism hate, which is what it is, it's so antithetical to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Racism is hatred and it is sin. And this past week I have hated the hate deeply. And I hate that I've been enabled to flourish underneath this while others suffer underneath the hate. We don't live in a post-racial country. We don't. Racial injustice and inequality is still so strong in our society, seen in the hearts and lives of individuals and in societal systems like education and incarceration and poverty, to name a few. So as white people... We cannot, white people, remain unaware. We have to read and listen and learn from real people, from books, from music, from TV. We have to listen and learn. I could give you a host of suggestions of things to listen to, learn, learn from, but Chris Cooper, who's the RUF campus minister at NCCU, suggested I watch last year's Fox show, Shots Fired. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend it. That'll be my one push. Go watch Shots Fired. So many emotions for me as I watch the show around race and systemic racism. But learning's not enough. It's not enough. We have to talk about it. We have to seek to do something about it. We must hate the hate enough to love beyond our comfort and beyond our reputations. We have to live differently. I've been angry. Angry at the protesters. Angry at our president that he would play a political game and talk about the many sides and not call out the hate specifically, calling evil, evil. I've been sad at the destruction in Charlottesville, fighting, murder. And I tremble, trying to give voice for you, my minority brothers and sisters, for how it might feel to experience injustice when I, of all people, have received privilege more than anyone. 
And to you, I want to say I'm sorry. Sorry that you live with experiencing this type of hatred every day. On micro levels and macro levels. And you have every right. And it would be completely understandable for you to run away from majority culture. For you not to want to be here with a cross-cultural community on a Sunday morning. So not only do I want to say sorry, I want to say thank you. Thank you that you love us enough to put up with our ignorance and our own participation in a system of hatred that has brought about injustice for hundreds of years. And thank you for allow, allowing Christ's love towards you and your love for Christ to cause you to remain in a multi-ethnic community. One in which I realize you still are in a minority on a Sunday morning. So how can I as a white pastor lead in racial equity and justice? I cannot in ways that you of color can and should. But I do know we can't sit by we have to be angry enough to love deeply and love when uncomfortable, and we have to be sad enough to truly lament at the realities of our society and the realities of our own hearts. We must be a people of passionate love, and you know passion is all about anger, righteous anger, so we must be passionate in our love to seek the welfare of other people, to sacrifice and give ourselves away for others. And we place our hope we place our hope in the promise of Christ that he is dispelling all the darkness. And until the day of complete restoration, we must praise God's people for God's justice to roll down, for his love to flow, and for his grace to change lives and heal our world. And we lament. We lament until that day is here. And so what I'm going to do now is we're gonna, I'm going to lead us into a time of corporate confession of sin. Because every single one of us is broken within, and we're part of a broken world. And so we need to cry out and call upon God's grace and confess our sin. And this morning, we need to confess individually and systemically the sin of racism. And you might find yourself also needing to confess your sins of lust or anger or pride or greed the things you've done and the things you've left undone this past week. And so we cry out and we confess so that God in his mercy can heal us individually and so that he can heal our community, our city, our nation, and our world. So if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus this morning, let's confess our sin together. And then I'm going to give you a time to privately confess your own personal sins. Let's pray in this confession of sin that's in your bulletin.